My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. This has to be the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step into the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody. I have no audio from you. Mute yourself. Because I was muted. Did everybody notice? I'm still not in the intro. Shit. <laughs> I'll fix it. You mean shoot. <laughs> no, I mean shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <sighs> Apollo works like 26 hours a day. so And he doesn't sleep. <laughs> I really need to work on the sleeping thing. It's it's proving to be a poor life decision. Oh, where are we starting? There's so much. So we've got uh, Twitter five, Twitter files five out. I'm going to make an impassioned plea later in the show for local Twitter files, all the Twitter files. We need all the Twitter files. And uh, but Twitter five is out. And oh, and of course, Apollo's going to sing again. I'm going to sing again. Yes. We're going to do it right. It's, it's, this is, you guys are going to love this. I mean, I did it mostly right before, right? Andy, the Argonaut, is very upset that he's not in the uh, intro either. Oh, is that right? Oh, well. I don't actually know. Is it Andy, the Argonaut? Is it, or it just says the Argonaut? Am I, I don't know. I think I'm in, I think I'm, conflating two viewers i apologize for that guys all right where are we starting uh do you want to go right to the twitter files sure all right let me uh, i have so many things open so shorter i'll tell i kind of give folks an update if you're not familiar not caught up on the twitter files apollo and i did a complete recap yesterday of everything up through drop four we were waiting for drop five of course that didn't come until today and so uh we we went through them all kind of in detail pulled in some other things so uh you know that's that's there for everybody but today is kind of the wrap up of the banning of donald trump so the first drop was about the hunter biden laptop laptop Second drop was about the secret blacklists that they have at Twitter and the manual tagging of accounts to be able to ban and suppress and definitely not shadow ban, but visibility filter. Um, then the fourth drop or third drop that we got showed the connection between government entities and 
the executives at Twitter that were making decisions about what content we are all allowed to see, what things we are all allowed to say, and how, in fact, the president of the United States was allowed to interact with the American people. All happened by a handful of people in a back room. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's a fact. We know it for sure now. So the fourth drop then went through uh, setting up what was happening between January 6th and January 8th when they eventually banned Trump and how their kind of mental state sort of devolved is how I would describe it. I don't know. That was a very fast recap. Apollo, anything to add? No, that's good enough. They can, uh, if you guys want a longer thing, because we've got number five. Uh, guys, go watch and go back and watch the uh, the other shows that we did. Because we spent a lot of time on Friday at the end. We did a speed uh, run through the last drop uh, that happened on Friday. So, you know, watch the whole thing because we go into a lot of detail. And then if you want the, the synopsis, end of Friday, we, we speed through it and hit a lot of the big points. Uh, and then this weekend, we pretty much did the same thing. So. Uh, so go back and check them out. You are muted. Sorry. Lots of good nuggets in here. Um, with part five, it appears that Barry is setting up uh, COVID drops. Yep. Uh, so shall I start? Okay. So the Twitter files part five, the removal of Trump from Twitter. This again came out today. This was uh, towards the end of the show this morning that they started to drop. So we'll go through a few of them. On the Monday of January, or on the morning of January 8th, President Donald Trump with one remaining strike. This one remaining strike was covered in the previous drops. Uh, Mr. Yol saying no, he has his one left remaining. Uh, with one remaining strike before being at risk of permanent suspension, from Twitter tweets twice, 6.46 a.m. Very violent, very, very violent tweets that definitely yes. incited insurrection. Yes, absolutely. Very, very violent. How dare he wish for people to go in peace and love. Uh, 6.46 a.m., the 75 million great American patriots who voted for me America first and make America great again will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. This being Donald Trump's tweet on uh, at six forty six a.m. Tell that to the J Sixers. Yeah, truly. That's still what a disgrace. At uh, seven forty four a.m., Trump tweeted. To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. He basically just threatened to blow up the White House. Yeah, that was basically a, uh, a call to terrorism. And I mean, I don't know if I misread that, but when I hear Donald Trump say to all those of you who asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th, I hear, uh, you know, throw an insurrection and violently Commit overtake violent the government, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly that's what I, I mean. How can you read how can you read it any other way? I don't understand I don't how know. anybody can read that any other way. All right. Do you want me to go to number four? Go for it. Can you scroll down a little bit? 
For years, Twitter had resisted calls, both internal and external, to ban Trump on the grounds that blocking a world leader from from the platform or removing their controversial tweets would hide important information that people should be able to see and debate. Quote, our mission is to provide a forum that enables people to be informed and to engage with their leaders directly, end quote, the company wrote in 2019. Twitter's aim was to, quote, protect the public's right to hear from their leaders and to hold them to a count, end quote. I call Bolshevik. Bolshevik. I love that word now. I have to remember that. But after January 6th, as Matt Taibbi and Schellenberger, uh, Michael Schellenberger, MD, have documented, pressure grew inside and outside of Twitter, which you shall see shortly, to ban Trump. There were dissenters inside Twitter. (laughs) I'm just going to go straight to the message. Uh, Let's expand that. This is really stunning. This is, this This is is, one of the, um, the most shocking, I think, you know, you've got these guys, they've, as we've talked about going through all of these drops, they're sort of slowly descending into madness as they can't, you know, get enough of their power uh, and the power to suppress the voices of the American people and certainly the voice of Donald Trump, who they really hated. But there are a very small number of examples that we've seen through this drop. We talked about one of them yesterday, the junior employee, the only person who said, hey, this, uh, this doesn't feel like a good idea, said it twice, right, and was, you know, kind of ignored. Um, this is another example like that that you would think would make them pause and say, hmm, but no. Go ahead. Uh, Thursday, January 7th at 10 a.m. by Redacted, maybe because I am from China, I deeply understand how censorship can destroy the public conversation. I understand this fear, uh, says Redacted, but I also think it's important to understand that censorship by a government is different than censorship of the government. The First Amendment in the U.S. and similar legislation in other countries with similar concepts exists specifically to prevent the government from silencing the people. Redacted. Wait, stop. Go ahead. Stop, stop, stop. Go back. Think about this. Um, I'm from China. This is really disturbing. Censorship can totally destroy the publication. Oh, you don't understand how uh, our rights work. Like censorship by a government is totally different than if we censor with, you know, the government in our weekly meetings telling us to censor. It's totally different because we're a private company. You just don't understand because you're from China. Sounds a little xenophobic to me. (laughs) Uh, Redacted replies, I respect that, but realistically, we impose far stricter rules on effectively everyone else on the platform. Response, we started labeling restricting his tweets when they became a threat to democracy and seemed the like that was our... On that one. Oh, yeah. And science is settled on threats to democracy. I think that uh, the, the back room of... And it's not, you know, it's a virtual room. It's in Slack. So if, if you know, people huddling together in a room and plotting to uh, destroy your rights and, and violate your civil liberties is a, a bit too far for you on the conspiracy meter... It's a slack room. Um, we, st- be, we started labeling restricting when, you became, when they became a threat to democracy and seemed like that was our red line. Yesterday, he clearly, att- he clearly attempted to overthrow our democratic system of government 
and showed no signs of remorse. If this is not a clear reason to suspend him, again, as an unhinged ruler attempting to subvert the most powerful democracy in the world, I'm not sure what would be. Shrug. Tell me more about unhinged. Uh, well, you know, go in peace. Uh, I won't show up to the, I won't be there at the inauguration. That's pretty unhooked. Uh, the election is clearly fraudulent. They're stealing things. Look at the things that are happening in Ohio. Some of the other things that uh, that they were yeah, trying to find reasons to strike. A, bit of a pot kettle situation. All right, yeah. let's keep going. Fair. That's a fair, uh, fair comparison. Go ahead. But voices like that one appear to have been a distinct minority within the company. Across Slack channels, many Twitter employees were upset that Trump had not been banned earlier. Uh, after January 6th, can you scroll down a little bit? Or uh, employees or <laughs> employees organized to can while I'm reading this, can you look up how many uh, employees does Twitter have or, or you know, ballpark? After January 6th, Twitter employees organized to demand their employer ban Trump. Quote, there is a lot of employee advocacy happening, said one Twitter employee. Uh, redacted. I'm still struggling to understand the decision to not ban Trump altogether, given he is inciting people to violence that has led to people being killed. And I think we owe people an explanation externally. This is the elephant in the room. It feels like Twitter policy is engaged with someone acting in bad faith, and we won't acknowledge it. Do we have any belief that Trump will stop tweeting incitements to violence? If Alex Jones was shut down for get your battle rifles, he's far exceeded that standard. Show me the tweet. Show me the incitement tweet. Where'd you go? Right, oh, I forgot. Super, super violent, horrible. There it is, there it is. I also find it interesting how, in uh, you know, again, they're talking about the unhinged ruler attempting to <laughs> subvert the most powerful democracy in the world. It's an interesting uh, interpretation. Tweet, tweets when he became a threat to democracy. When he when was that? When did he become a threat to democracy? Because what you're doing right now, it's a threat to the republic and it's a threat to the democratic process. All right. We're down one more. Yeah. Okay. I think, wait, we, that, there was one more, I think, on this one that we didn't get to if we scrolled on yet. Um, I think a lot of employees must share these concerns. If there's any sort of channel or group where I can, or where we can organize more action. Hmm. There is a lot of employee advocacy happening both here and in whatever that room is called. I understand he was our president, and that may have been the reason why we were hesitant to do it. But I think come January 20th, there is absolutely no excuse why his account shouldn't be suspended for good. I have friends with 1K followers that we don't get to know. We don't get to know what her friends with 1K followers do because it was uh, cut off. The world will never know, nor care. All right, go ahead. 
Uh, we have to do the right thing and ban this account, said one staffer. It's pretty obvious he's going to try to thread the needle of incitement without violating the rules, said another. Friday, January 8th in the morning, at last sentence, they repeated this several times for some reason. we I don't know why it's showing up that way. Um, this happens a few times. The last sentence, we have to do the right thing here and ban this account. We don't have a good track record of acting on his account, except in the clearest and most explicit of cases. And even then, what are those most explicit of cases? We've all seen his Twitter. In my opinion, extraordinary circumstances demand extraordinary leadership. Like Yol with, you know, Mr. Otter. Uh, it took three years, but I've lost faith. Actual votes. Donald Trump, Republican Party, 232, 46.974 and change million. Second this, it's pretty obvious he's going to try to thread the needle of incitement while not violating the rules. Thread the needle of incitement. He's going to try to sneak incitement by? If you say so. Go ahead. In the early afternoon of January 8th, the Washington Post published an open letter signed by over 300 Twitter employees to CEO Jack Dorsey demanding Trump's ban, quote, we must examine Twitter's complicity in what President-elect Biden has rightly termed an insurrection. President-elect Biden is officially the authority on December, what is it, 12th? Yeah. And that's today. I don't know what day that was. Oh, it's all the 8th, right? This is all the 8th? I think yeah. this is all the 8th. Yeah, this is the 8th. Uh, go ahead and keep going, Ash. I'm going to work on something real quick. Okay. But the Twitter staff assigned to evaluate tweets quickly con concluded that Trump had not violated Twitter's policies. This is a fascinating series of tweets here, guys. Quote, I think we'd have a hard time saying this is incitement. End quote. Run what wrote one staffer. Um, do you want me to pull them up on mine or can you scroll for me? Oh, sorry about that. Thanks. Uh, 13, it's pretty clear he's saying the American patriots are the ones who voted for him and not the terrorists. We can call them that, right? From Wednesday, end quote. Another staffer agreed, quote, don't see the incitement angle here. If you want to pull up that uh, um, screen grab, please. Anika Navaroli, I see redacted, has pinged us to ask about incitement for the DJT tweet and want to see if we can align uh redacted i don't see the incitement of fear what pc could it be trying to incite fear and then that's repeated a few times scroll down a little bit i think we'd have a hard time saying this is incitement it's pretty clear he's saying the american patriots are the one who voted for him and not the terrorists we can call them that right from wednesday don't see the incitement angle here all right same there. Um, okay. Uh, quote, I also am not seeing clear or quoted incitement in the DJT tweet, end quote, wrote Anika Navaroli. Uh, and her, she's unmasked here. She's Her name is public and uh, Barry has a, another comment on her in a minute. A Twitter policy official. 
quote, I'll respond in the elections channel and say that our team has assessed and found no VIOS or violations for the Trump one. Um, so scroll down. So remember, she just saw that there's no violation. She responded and said, hey, our team has evaluated and sees no violation. Um, and then if you scroll down to the next tweet, please. She does just that. Quote, as an FYI, safety has assessed that the Trump tweet above and determined that there is no violation of our policies at this time. Look down a little bit. Okay. Later, so remember what she just said. Team reviewed it. Team saw it. Everybody looked at the tweet. No violation. Nobody found a violation. Later, number 17, Navaroli would testify to the House Jan 6 committee, quote, for months I had been begging and anticipating and attempting to raise the reality that if nothing, if we made no intervention into what I saw occurring, people were going to die. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. Uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. End quote. And I want to pause this for one second here. I think we have CanCon on. Can you hear me? Yeah, what's hey. up, brother? Hey guys, sorry, I can't do the camera. I'm driving and it's, it's all dark out anyways. Stay safe. You guys got me, right? Yep, we got yeah. you. Oops. Okay, uh, so the verdict is in. Um, this is for the trial of Jeremy Brown, the J6er. On counts one through two, which were the firearm, which he knew all along he was going to get convicted. He was guilty. On counts three, four, and five, which had to deal with the grenades that that Jeremy, the, the, the defense was that they were planted because there was no forensic evidence that linked it to Jeremy, despite an abundance of forensic ev evidence on the grenades. Uh, the jury found him guilty on those. 
Um, six, seven, eight, and nine were the classified documents on the CD that we talked about was not no pictures, no evidence log, no nothing. Uh, Jeremy, you know, was alleged that that was planted. He was found not guilty on those charges. So, you know, got a little bit of, of a glimmer there. And then on count 10, which is to me, this is still baffling. The, the template classified document that he used to, to make the real classified document with actual classified info, he was found guilty on that one too. So, um, right now he's got, uh, sentencing coming up in March. Um, immediately I, you know, they're going to appeal this, um, the basis of the appeal right now, I, I think it's going to be the fact that, you know, there was a motion to suppress this case because, look, man, we're, we're, we're authorizing raids on people's houses based on misdemeanor charges. Uh, the, the, the precedent that that's going to set moving forward for American citizens should be downright terrifying because, I mean, even the best of us commit <laughs> what could be perceived as a misdemeanor, at least charged as such until your day in court. I mean, think of it, a, a DUI, simple drug possession, you know, uh, a fist fight that you get in with somebody. You know, if somebody gets in a fight with you and you get charged with a misdemeanor on that, you know, a misdemeanor gun possession. There's just so much that this is going to open up if, if courts are going to allow our fourth amendment rights to be trampled on over something does, you know, does a misdemeanor justify that? So very important case that's going to go in appeals. I think the 11th circuit would, would be the appeals court to hear this. I don't know how that court's made up or I'm not familiar with any of their, you know, recent rulings to see which way the court leans, but overall it was, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking to, you know, I've been here for almost six, days now you know I've, I've gotten to know the family you know when they left i i carried out his suit you know all the clothes that he was wearing for court you know for for the for the mom and the and the girlfriend and uh it just it's heartbreaking it really it's an emotional toll to see something like that to see all the evidence that just looked you know they, they the jury basically believed that yeah the fbi would plant a cd but not grenades they wouldn't plant grenades you know, Can you talk just, more it, about that one, Brian, the second set of charges that you mentioned that has to do with the grenades? Can you just give the audience a little bit more about that? Because that, that was one that yeah, I, sure. I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, sure. So um, when they raided his, his house in his RV, they found a, a plate carrier, a flak jacket, you know, that, that a lot of us wore in the military and still have today, myself included. And in that flak jacket was a grenade pouch on each side that had grenades in it military issue um they did dna uh fingerprints all that stuff on the grenades and they found two samples of male dna they found human hair dog hair and textile fibers and none of it had anything to do with jeremy brown not jeremy brown's hair not his dogs not none of the fibers were from his house you know, they just they just had these the fibers on them on, on this tape that was wrapped around the grenades. And, um, you know, they they, they they went through the history of the grenades, where they'd been, 
you know, they, they, they track grenades in the military based on a lot number, which is, you know, basically 30 or 40,000 grenades made at one batch. And they all have the same, think of it as like a serial number, but a serial number is a, an individual identifier for one specific item. A lot number identifies the whole lump of them. Government requested a trace on the lot numbers to determine where these grenades had been throughout their life. They're, they're, they were made in 1986. So they wanted to track where they'd been throughout their life. Now, the problem is, is they didn't request a trace of the date and time that they were at all these locations. So these grenades have been all over the world. You know, they've been in Germany, they've been in Afghanistan, they've been in Iraq, they've been in the United States. And they basically said, well, they were at Fob Wilson, which is where Jeremy operated out of once. And so therefore he had access to them, but they didn't go as far as figuring out when they were at Fob Wilson. And was it the same time that Jeremy was there? So, you know, I, I don't know that the, the prosecution left me wanting for more information on the grenades themselves. A better case, you know, uh, to me, that's not reasonable doubt beyond reasonable doubt, I should say, um, that these grenades weren't planted there or they don't explain how the grenades got there, when he drew them out of the armory and how he kept them, you know, <coughs> I, I, I don't know. It just wasn't enough for me. And to think that the FBI would plant a CD, but not, not grenades. No, no, he had those. They're organized crime. Unbelievable. Uh, you know, it is what it is, but, you know, it was good that they got a victory out of this. Uh, you know, they were saying that it's really bad if everything was guilty because an appeals is, is a little more difficult that route. So, you know, they'll I'm sure they'll appeal something along the lines of the motion to suppress or, uh, you know, there's a couple other constitutional appeals, but you'd be setting case law at that point, you know, um, yeah, we can, can, I we can ask get into another? that. Yeah, sure. Can you tell me more about the planted CD? Well, so the, the I, we don't know that it was planted. However, if the jury found him not guilty of it and the FBI says that it was found in his possession and, you know, it had all this stuff on it, the only logical explanation would be that the jury believed that it could have been planted. So, God, uh, so we didn't have any sort of judgment to that effect. No, they, I mean, they didn't come out. I, I mean, they don't, they don't do that. You know, they just say guilty or not guilty. They don't give an explanation for their verdict. Um, but you know, when you think about it, I mean, the FBI submitted his evidence, said it was found in his home, kind of sort of documented like a little bit, maybe, you know, they took a picture of the corner of it. Um, you know, but basically returning a not guilty on the CD means that, that the jury did, in fact, believe that there was some foul play in how they obtained that CD. Uh, the, the attorney in the opening statement uh, for, for Jeremy Brown did allege that they planted it uh, among among the grenades as well, planted evidence. So, you know, that's I mean, that's kind of my takeaway is that is that it was planted. I can't say definitively it was, but. That's the logical explanation. Well, at least they have, uh, you know, a jury believing that.
I mean, that's a honestly better. Whew, that's a sad thing to say, but that's a better outcome than in some ways I expected that the jury would well, at least be right. open to the fact that the FBI is a bunch of lying pieces of trash. Correct. It's better than what it could have been. It's it's worse than what we wanted. So give me the high point. He was guilty of how many charges out of how many charges? He was guilty for uh, he was guilty on one, two, three, four, five and ten. So he was guilty on six out of ten charges and not guilty on the four charges related to the to the CD. One, two, six, and ten, you said. No, no, no. Right? One, two, three. Th no, one, two, three, four, five, and then uh, ten. So gotcha. on okay, six, sorry. seven, eight, nine. Yeah, six, seven, eight, nine. There's a little delay. Six, seven, eight, nine, he was not guilty. Thank you. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a you know unfortunately jeremy has to go you know we've got a 20-year green beret special forces veteran you know I, I didn't i haven't gotten to tell you guys this but on friday night I, I i um i was invited back to i did the podcast with them on my platform on friday night and i i was invited back to a little gathering that they had with probably about 20 or 30 people that were closely affiliated with with jeremy's defense and, and his campaign and everything else and you know they had a beautiful venue that they had it was it was somebody that was in the group that that volunteered the vet their their own venue and uh we had dinner you know and we broke bread and and they these are just such normal people you know they want you to think that these j6ers these oath keepers are like you know these gung-ho diehard charging guys that live in a you know, in a, in, a, in a house out in the woods with, you know, all this crazy spirit. Yeah, you, you know, that's how they, they paint them out, and they're not. These are just normal people, very, I mean, good Christian people, uh, you know, incredible hearts, you know, just incredible hearts. I mean, there was no animosity today. You know, they, they kept their composure. Nobody did anything, you know, I, I don't know, just, just they were good people, man, and Everything that they've said about Jeremy so far, you know, it just he, he's like a guy you would want living next door to you. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com a company that puts its money where its mouth is love it get the augusta precious metals free gold ira guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement hmm. i mean you know you take Stuart rhodes 
Like they'll they they have obviously been plastering him as a number of things for a long time. Him and Kelly Meg were just convicted of seditious conspiracy. Like I've had dinner with Stuart Rhodes. Stuart Rhodes is a really he's a cool guy. Like he you, yeah. if you sit down with with Stuart Rhodes and uh and I met, you know, a number of the oath keepers too. They're just normal dudes and they don't like what's going on with the country. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, I mean, this country was founded on a on malicious, you know, and and you know, one of the things that really irks the crap out of me about the Second Amendment is the Second Amendment. The left always says, "Well, you know, it's for a militia. It's it's not it's not meant for everyday citizens." Okay, well, he was in a militia. Whether you like, you know, whatever your perception of a militia is, it's perfectly legal. You know, there's nothing wrong with being in a militia. Uh, unfortunately, they. They've made that word into like, you know, like QAnon. They put it in that same category in the mainstream media. Like, you know, they make it seem like it's some terrible thing. Like, you know, I think you guys played earlier or I was listening to, excuse me, I was listening to another podcast when they, when they asked, when Savannah Guthrie asked Trump about, about QAnon in the debates that Joe wouldn't do this, the last debate and they'd separated. She asked him about QAnon and Trump said, I don't know much about it, but (laughs) I hear he's against, I hear it's against pedophilia. And is that such a bad thing? And, uh, you know, that's kind of where we're at with militias, you know, militias, they're not going out there and, and bombing abortion clinics and all this crazy stuff that, you know, they're not, they're not setting towns on fire, like the summer of love in 2020, you know, they're just guys that want to make sure that our rights are protected and make sure that the government doesn't infringe on those rights. And so if the left is going to sit there and argue that the Second Amendment is to protect is is for militias, not for everyday citizens. Well, here's a case where he is the militia. And to sit there and say that the government can regulate those that are in place to check the government is absolutely insane. In my opinion, the government can't regulate those who are meant to regulate them. That would just be counterintuitive to the to even the concept of being able to regulate the government and keep them in check. Yeah, nobody nobody regulates the government. We're supposed to, but we've abdicate, uh, abdicated that authority a long time ago. And I think, you know, one of the, the quotes we hear around is, you know, we, the only way to know if we still have our rights is to try and use them, right? To try and exercise those rights. And what, we, what we're learning, you know, getting a, a trial by fire here, a drinking from the fire hose that we really don't. We really, uh, we, we've, we've lost, um, we've lost so much of what we took for granted because we took it for granted. And I think we're starting to see that now, you know, we see it with the, the release of all these documents that show what I think is now unquestionably illegitimate government. Uh, there's, there's, there's just no way based on what we know now that, that we should be subjected to this illegitimate power. And, uh, you know, I guess they'll come knocking on my door next. I, I, I'm really, I I thought for sure when they kind of stepped in it with the, uh, classified information that we might see something shift our way. And certainly it's great that he was found uh, not guilty on four charges, but it's a sad reality to realize that our rights, our civil liberties are so far gone. And we've got these despots in every institution acting as though they have the power to rule us. 
Well, well, I'm you know, so you, glad you used that. I'm so glad, real quick, Apollo, you used yeah, that yeah. term despot because that, that brings me to my favorite Jefferson quote of all time, and that is, timid men prefer the calm of despotism to the tempestuous sea of liberty. And that's where we're getting at now when the FBI can justify raiding a 20-year Green Beret's home over two misdemeanor charges that he hasn't even been convicted of, uh, you know, and, and, and get a magistrate judge to sign off on that warrant. Uh, it's, it's, it's a sad state of affairs for this country. Yeah, it is. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people, I'll just say that generally have, have kind of forgotten about what we saw in 2020, 2021 during all of these riots. Um, this whole premise is just laughable and we know that already, but they're convict convicting Jeremy Brown of all this stuff. And I'm going to say this number one. With everything going on in this country, I don't give a damn if Jeremy Brown, even if he did have hand grenades, I don't care if he had 10 of them, he didn't do anything with them. Uh, so they apparently went and, you know, swatted his house. Now this is, this is being spun as him being, uh, you know, an extremist, just like all the January 6th people, just like anyone who questions the election. But I remember we went out to all of those riots in Colorado. We were out there for hours, night after night. You have Chaz. You have all these places in Portland. These people are throwing fireworks. They're actually using weapons. I witnessed them. I had pictures of some of these people with shockingly expensive technology. I mean, they had radio jammers. They had all kinds of stuff. Passing out weapons. I saw them go and violently assault people. None of them got raided at 2 in the morning. None of these people are facing decades in jail for an insurrection no. or trying to trying to overthrow the government even locally because some of them literally verbatim dropped. yeah they had their charges dropped they were let out some of them literally said they wanted to overthrow the government in whatever city that they were in that was literally what they were there for and they would say like Chaz for instance we're taking over this is our thing they literally shut down the capital there I don't see any, I don't see any of them yeah I watched one of them I watched more than one of them I saw them try to firebombing a police sta station in Denver I saw them actually set fire to a courthouse in Aurora here in Colorado. None of them are facing, are, are facing charges like this. None of them even went to court. No, it is. It's, it's tragic that, that, you know, that's where we've gotten to, to where, and where, where's the GOP politicians standing up for this? You know, I want I want to hear somebody come out and say something about, about how they obtained this uh, quote-unquote evidence in Jeremy Brown's trial. You know, where where is the GOP on all of this? You know, grow some balls I, and stand up for your constituents. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't want the GOP anywhere near us and anywhere near anyone that's in trouble because as we've seen through the past year and watching them manipulate primaries and get rid of America first candidates, people who would have been at that gulag making a, a fuss about it in their official capacity. They got rid of all those people. They got, they, they, they've systematically taken the will of the people and put it into a system designed for fraud and outcomes, whatever they say, and you're not allowed to ask about it. And you know, the, the, the GOP is a hundred percent complicit. Of course, they're not going to stand up for his rights. Who's, when have they stood up for any of us? All they do is compromise. 
All they do is try to move closer and closer to the left to the point where the middle is now far freaking right. Yeah. Well, um, far freaking right of where they are, I mean, not far right of where it was. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate you guys. Um, you know, having me on to discuss this. This is uh, this is taking a this is a real emotional toll on me, man. This 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 hits home. This this really. You know, just being in the courtroom and, 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 like I said, breaking bread with the family and the friends and everybody on Friday. And, and you know, I know I'm supposed to be here as a reporter and be unbiased, but I, I'm not unbiased. I, I, I have biases. I can report fairly, but, you know, at least when it comes to this, I, I'm open about where I stand on things. And I stand with people and, and making sure that, you know, our rights are protected or at least trying to expose when they're when they're infringed upon. And, uh you know, this, this one just really weighed on me. So, um, I'll, I'll be, I'll be listening to you guys the rest of the way. I got a long drive home, but thank you guys. Can I, can I plug Jeremy's, uh, website real quick? Yeah. All right. So the, he is going to be, uh, appealing this. That is a, a very expensive process and they've been, I mean, there's been financial hearings about how the money's been raised and everything, and they kind of screwed them early on. So, uh, they do need, you know, help as best we can. His website is Jeremy Brown. You guys, you know, need five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever you can. I know it sucks that we're having to do this, but you know, the government has an unlimited resource. They just print the money and tax us for it. And they're, you know, we're literally funding our own demise right here. So, Hey, CanCon, you're breaking up. One more time. What was his website? Oh, it's a shame, Brian. We're losing you. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know if I can make this better. Hey, if you can hear us, drive safe. We'll be praying for you at the end of the show. Yeah, Brian, I, you're, you're pretty much completely done. Um, okay, can you hear us now? I mean, Napshin out here. Yeah, I can hear you guys. Can you hear me? Okay, now we got you. Yeah, jeremybrowndefense.com, right? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, now we've got you. All right, thank you, you guys. Very robot God voice. bless you guys. Thanks, hey, Brian. Appreciate right, it. Yeah, sorry about that. God, no, you're good. God bless you guys. Love you all. You too. Be safe. Love you too. So, so we have sponsors that have been with us for a long time. This one has definitely been here a long time. This is Air Medcare Network. Today's podcast, again, sponsored by Air Medcare Network. If you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, if you travel a lot, if you even drive a lot, even if you don't drive a lot, this is good fire insurance. If you like to hike or spend time outdoors, you want to make sure your family's protected in a medical emergency. If you ever need to be air medically transported with Air Medicare Network, you're covered for as little as $85 a year. Your whole household will be covered in case you ever need to be air medically transported. Uh, simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily and you'll receive up to a $50 Visa gift card when you sign up today. Now, they also have an Amazon card, but we don't do business with Amazon here on this show. So please do not sign up for this and get the $50 Amazon gift card uh, because that is feeding the beast and we don't feed the beast. So get that $50 um, gift card and sign up. You can go up to, I think the five-year membership is like 300 bucks or something. But uh, so it's even less. So it's $85 a year for your whole family. And then as you go up, it, it, it actually reduces. So airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. That is maddening.
Um, if you can, if you can help his defense and his appeal, um, please do so. I, it's almost like they go out of their way to attack and, and punish people who served in our military. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is what we're seeing. This is where we're at, right? Like I was saying before, the only way to ensure that we have our rights is to use them. And you think about, you know, so many of our rights are, are, I mean, all of the Bill of Rights really is related to how the government can treat us. Um, they cannot uh, infringe upon our speech, assembly, our religion. They can't disarm us, shall not be infringed. Um, how long until they quarter soldiers at our homes, right? Uh, you know, you're looking at lawful search and seizures, um, you know, these pretrial detentions with the J6ers that have gone on for, um, you know, over a year and a half for some people in pretrial detention. So right to a speedy trial, that's out. Uh, the, the, what it sounded like from Brian is that the jury seemed to think that there might be some FBI malfeasance with the CD. If that's true, how can they believe anything else? Fraud vitiates everything. Planting a piece of evidence vitiates everything. He needs to appeal and we need to help. We need to put it in. I'm not a big fan of, um, you know, these these big slush pun, slush fund piles of money around there for all these different causes. But this is his defense fund going directly to him. So absolutely support that. And uh yeah, we're just about out of time, and I, I don't have the ability to go long today. But I do want to pray for Brian and Jeremy, and I do want you to sing. Oh, right. I have to sing. Um, so real quick, this is I worked the, very hard on that. <laughs> this is the <laughs> actual uh, picture that you will see when you go to jeremybrowndefense.com. Uh, and just for any of, uh, any of you who may be phonically... Uh, no, disabled. It's J E R E M Y B R O W N D E F E N S E dot com. Jeremy Brown com. You'll see this awesome picture of him. Uh, so please do go support him if you're able to do that. And I would just one last point on this before you sing. You know, people have a lot of the time said, well, if they can do it to Trump, they can do it to anyone, right? We look at the Mar-a-Lago search, we look at the endless investigations and, you know, look at what, uh, so, so then consider, well, okay, they can do it to anyone. Well, they're going after our veterans and fabricating evidence and planting evidence and making up stories, redefining the rules, using, using laws that haven't been used in forever so that they can paint their narrative of the January 6th insurrection. No one was armed. The only people that were killed were patriots at the hands of the Capitol Police. But they're going forward with this narrative and they are going after those who risk everything. As I said the other night, you know, my, my father was in country in Vietnam First time I ever saw my dad cry was at that memorial. Thinking about the brothers that he had lost. My grandfather was 
in World War II stationed in Japan. My mom grew up there for a little while. He was in Korea as well. And there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, I don't know what the number are, of retired veterans or former, or I know different branches refer to that in different ways. We cannot allow political persecution to be normalized. We've allowed them to normalize too much. Allowing the government, this crooked Department of Justice, and this terrible, terrible uh, executive branch, we cannot allow them to make this okay and make this normal. It's like we were reading on the, the Twitter files, right? We had the the late, I'm, I'm from China, but um, you know, maybe it's just because I'm from China. I think censorship is, is, is a bad idea. Oh, no, you just don't understand discourse in America. We cannot allow them to normalize this. We cannot allow the FBI for it to be normal for them to plant evidence. That's what happens in Russia. That's what happens in China. That's what happens in Mexico. It's not supposed to happen here. If this is allowed to stand, the Bill of Rights means nothing. It only, they, 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 they put their hand on a Bible or a Quran or the Old Testament or whatever, whatever they do. They put their hand on a Bible and they swear to protect and preserve our natural rights. That is their job. It is their primary, their paramount responsibility is to protect and defend the natural rights of the American people. We're the only country with the Bill of Rights. And we're learning through this horrible time of revelation and awakening where we think it, how can it possibly get worse than it does? We're learning just how much damage has been done to our rights. And now I want you to think about your kids. Think about in, and this is of course, obviously for, it's not for you, Jada. You're, this is, this is for parents. Think about your kids and then think about how quickly the world changed since you were a kid. This is the line. Transhumanism is on the horizon. They're already talking about it. Elon is, you know, planting the chips and Harari is, I don't know, building a shrine to himself. Um, if we don't stop it here, I don't think we get another chance. I think we had a, we had a chance to stop it in 2012 and we didn't. I mean, terrible candidates. That really was a case of terrible, terrible candidates. But again, it was the GOP. I don't want anything to do with the GOP. I don't want them anywhere. Everything they touch turns to shit. I don't want anything to do with them. They need to go down. They need they need to be exposed. Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, they need to be exposed. They need to have all of their dirty laundry aired. I'm really looking forward to Twitter files on COVID because I think that's going to implicate a whole lot of Republicans, starting with Mike Pence. I don't want anything to do with these demons. <coughs> I want my freedom back. And I want my kids to have freedom. And I want them to have a future. It's not, it's, it's, there's nowhere else to go, guys. All right, now Paula's going to sing.
And hold on, we have, uh, give me three seconds. Almost there, almost there. We have... Yeah, I can climb back on the soapbox if you want me to. No, 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 don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Oh! <laughs> oh! Hey, how are you guys doing? Captain Obvious doing good. has entered the room. I have entered the room. You guys look like we're having too much fun. Did you guys put out all the quitter files, the five? We didn't get we through all of them. Uh, CanCon jumped on and uh, gave us an update on uh, Jeremy Brown's case. He was found guilty on most of the charges. What? Six of ten, six of e ten charges found guilty. Even with all the evidence, mm -hmm. they yeah, did. The good thing about. is they did. Uh, they did say, "Yeah, we're not buying the whole, you know, CD, the the CD uh, files and all that stuff that wasn't in in the evidence." The FBI. So they planted uh, evidence and still found them guilty. So the so the FBI can can plant evidence with impunity and no problem. Yeah, they found him guilty of the hand grenades, which had you know all the stuff that didn't come from Jeremy Brown or his apartment or anything. So the hand grenades that weren't his. Yeah. And they found him guilty of that. Yes. Even though they weren't his. Well, so they came. So. Uh, CanCon uh, described a little bit, you know, what they did. They came in and did a, a log of uh, where the hand grenades have been because, you know, they're tracked by lot number. And they said, well, uh, you know, we don't know exactly when they were any of these places, but they were at the place at one point in time where Jeremy Brown was on base. So, yeah, they were, they were his. Essentially is what happened. Hey, Joe. Whew. Joe, you yeah. know the uh, classified, not classified document? Yeah. They found him guilty on the template classified document that wasn't actually classified information. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, it's horrible. <sighs> well, Paula yeah. was just about to sing. You were going to sing? Oh, boy. Yeah. I, oh, I, I feel the, much better. Uh, I got lyrics fair. and everything. Oh, yeah, I'm not singing. And I barely made it through this morning. Apollo's going to sing. He's ready for it. He's, he's been, yeah, he's been rehearsing he all day. Yeah, if you say so. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep, been <laughs> rehearsing all day. Okay. Uh, um, so what was in the Twitter files? got to bring me up to speed. I, sorry, I've been doing the right, deal with I this Coomer thing all day. I can't, okay, I you can't go. stay long. So here's what we're going to do. Yeah, I'm going to sing, and then she's going to leave. And, and we're, we're going to do the Twitter track splash, and then you guys can do the rest of the Twitter files, and we'll hold the uh, the local thing we were going to do until tomorrow. How's that? Yeah, oh. truth is tr truth is triumphant. Says you're now getting caught up to how we're feeling, Joe. <laughs> we got to have a little yeah. more fun in yeah. here because you must have gotten really <laughs> deep. All right. All right. Well, I worked really hard on this this next this next segment. Apollo has been, you know, exercising his vocal cords all day. He's been drinking tea and honey and, yep. and getting ready for his performance. That is what I've been doing. All right. And, uh, yeah, everybody, everybody needs to sing along. If you don't know the words, they will be on the screen for you momentarily. All right. So let's go over here. Oh, hold on. You're good. All right, hold on. Let me start this over. All right, all right. So the lyrics are on screen. Is that is that is yep. that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Spectacular. Very good. You ready? Woo! All right, ready, everybody. Joe, Paul. put the phone down and pay attention. This is important. 
Yep. I was trying to answer a text or a. Okay, go ahead. Oh boy. So much better. I'm happy for you. Happy that you're happy. The first day of (laughs) Founders. The right to speak and live free. In the second grade, a man in our father saved for me. Bearing up arms and the right to speak and live free. In the third grade, a man in our founders saved for me. No quartering, bearing of arms and the right to speak and live free. In the fourth grade, a man in our founders saved for me. No fall of search, no quartering, no bearing of arms and the right to speak and live free. In the fifth grade, a man in our founders saved for me. No need to speak. Whoa, lawless search, no quartering, bearing of arms, and the right to speak and live free. <laughs> In the sixth grade amendment, our founders say for me, due process rights, no need to speak. No lawless search, no quartering, bearing of arms, and the right to speak and live free. Oh yeah, the seventh grade amendment, our founders say for me, Trial by jury, due process rights, no need to speak. No lawless search, no quartering, bearing of arms, and the right to speak and live free. In the eighth grade amendment, our founders say for me, fair punishments, trial by jury, no process rights, no need to speak. No lawless search, no quartering, bearing of arms, and the right to speak and live free. There's so many of these amendments, our founders say for me. All other rights, fair punishments, trial, budgery, due process, rights, no need to speak. <laughs> no lawless search, no quartering, bearing of arms, and the right to speak and live free. In the 10th grade amendment, the founders say for me, states' rights for thee, all other rights, fair punishments, trial by jury, due process, <laughs> no need to speak. No lawless search, no quartering, bearing of arms, and the right to speak and live free. You know, for a minute there, You were right. you were you were dropping listeners faster than than Hunter Biden was eating Parmesan or yeah, smoking yeah, Parmesan lost, chips. I should probably not do that for a living because I think we lost like a hundred people <laughs> in two minutes. I They're think like, I found Whoa! my calling. Yeah, I think I found my calling in rewriting Christmas carols. <laughs> Please <laughs> into, don't do that anymore. <laughs> into red phone uh, oh, I've got Holly Jolly Lockdown already on deck. All right, you guys, have right. fun with the Twitter files. All right, guys, uh, you can tell your friends they can come back now. I'm done singing. <laughs> oh, yes, it's it's uh, it was quite disturbing. That hurt, that hurt me too. Yeah, it hurt. It hurt. It hurt me the most. All right. Yeah, so I had to deal with this Coomer thing. I had to write a a piece for the Lindell. They want to do a deposition because they want to end around. So they wanted me to spend an entire day doing a deposition, and they want to pay me to. No, they don't want to pay me. That's right. And they don't want to tell me how they're doing the deposition. Um, but this is all just, again, and so I wrote the, I wrote it and called him a liar. 
I called Cain a liar because he's a liar. And that's all he does is lie. And then inside of me, he said, this is all caused by Joe's lies. And I'm like, you know what? F off. My lies? Did you not see the Twitter files? Oh, I, yeah, that, that vindicated me. Oh, wait, there's more. As Elon says, it's a crime scene and a social media company. All at the same time. Anyway, we, Twitter files were pretty interesting. No. Yes? Yes, no? Yeah. I mean, it's a continuation of banning Trump. They go through January 8th. And uh, fascinatingly, some foreign leaders' reactions to what's going on. We haven't gotten to that part yet. All right, we don't have to. We can do it later. Everyone needs to go there and say, President Trump is right. I, I've been staying off social media today because I've had to do this. Thanks. Uh, inside, by the way, the response to the judge, I put in there the video of Eric Coomer running into a building and lying four times. I put in there a bunch of other stuff, and I sent it to the deposition. I'm called Kane a liar about 20 times. And Coomer a liar another 100 times. Because he's a liar. That's all. That's all I got. And I came in at the last minute just because I don't want you guys to think I was, I was running away from you. No, you're good. We don't think that. <laughs> all right. We know that you don't run. Believe me. Nope. I nope. Do. Nope. All right. Well, you want to pray? I do want to pray. I want to pray. Oh, now you want to <laughs> sing. Now he's going to sing. <laughs> you know, I was listening to this song, by the way. I wanted to see if I could find it. It was actually a really good song. Um, nope, can't find it. All right, I'll do that later. Let's pray. Uh, Truth is triumphant said she thought I was at the spa. I wish. About the spa? Hey, by the way, you need to put away a video where we're like liar, 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 groomer, 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 groomer. All right. Put it put together. All right. I can do that. All right. That's good. I see you, Gabby. All right. Father God, thank you. I think just thank you. You know, there's something to be said for silence. And um you know, sometimes we, we just don't know. I mean, I, I'm trying to speak for everyone that's listening. We don't know what to do. We don't know what the next step is. We know that you've given us these gifts, Father, and we know that you've put us in this position where we can stand in the gap. We really don't, many times, we don't know what that means, what it looks like. We don't know what it means to to stand next to somebody else and, you know, what are the limits and what, you know, how do, how do, we, how do we stand up for people how do we how do we stand next to people up for people stand for our country how do we speak when every time we speak they throw everything they can to bully intimidate and just tear down people who are sensible father how, how do sometimes we just we just don't know we we don't know we try to work the problem but we don't know and i include myself in that sometimes and i just keep pushing forward keep digging ditches keep doing the hard work to lead people to a path where they can see what needs to be done. But Father, we, we threw a protest in Arizona and a couple hundred people showed up. Influencers around the country had to get on their bullhorns and say, don't go down there, it's a false flag. And people were like, I don't know. Am I supposed to go? Am I not supposed to go? Let's keep it, let's stay safe. 
Father, we're 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 we are committed. I think I can speak for everyone listening, at least the good people listening. We're committed. We're committed to restoring you to our community. We're com- committed to being being a part of Gideon's army. We're committed to standing, even if we have to stand with rocks and run down and, and face a Goliath, we're committed. And we're grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it, Father. I just, I just, uh, you know, and this is not a, a wane of faith. This is just pointing out the obvious for many people listening, and that is we just wish the path was clearer as we listen to you. Father, I would just ask you to give us the wisdom and discernment. We, we have the stamina. We have the willpower. We have the faith. We have the ability to work. Now we're just looking for the clear path. We're looking for you to set aside all of these so-called leaders that are telling us that we need to wait for the judiciary when we know the judiciary is not compromised, but innately evil. We feel like slaves, Father. And I don't think I'm speaking out of turn. We feel like we can feel the weight, we can see the evil as if it was a thing, like a piece of metal. Father, I would just ask you to give us that path. I would ask you that as we walk on that path that you make things more clear for us holistically, completely. I would ask that as we have the stamina and the courage that we would speak words that manifest truth. I would ask us, Father, that we would be able to stand together and work the problem in such a way that we can humble ourselves to each other so that we can come to a conclusion that allows for us to solve the problem, not just solve a symptom of the problem. You know, Father, we are eternally grateful to be born at a time such as this and to be here to do the work that you need us to do. We don't want to fail you, Father. And so I boldly ask that you give us that burning bush. And I've never had a burning bush, but I'd sure like one now. There is a saying, careful what you ask for. I'm going to walk outside and there's going to be a burning bush. Father, we are committed. We are. Father, I ask all of these things. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. Yeah. I don't think we can run from anything anymore. No, we can't. No. And look, I'm not defeated. I'm sad that a billionaire putting out that Fauci needs to be prosecuted has gotten no media attention. None. Zero. They send bots out to do their work and snapbag people. Hey, listen, I, I am, I know we win. I do. I know we win. Absolutely know we win. 
but it is going to take a whole lot more work and a whole lot more sacrifice. I'm ready for it. Are you? Paul, are you ready for it? Yeah, let's get to it. Yeah. It's been too long already. Uh, you know, I was talking to someone and, and I said, and they go, Joe, how, it must just be terrible for the last two years. And I was like, mm, not really. <laughs> I mean, it hasn't been ideal. It hasn't been the way it was before those two years where I would have fun all the time. I was always cracking jokes and, you know, uh, I was enjoying it. I was enjoying life. Um, somebody sent me a couple of posts and said, uh, hey, Joe, are you still giving to these organizations? And I had a list. Like I was a Tocqueville donor for United Way. Um, I don't know. I gave him 25 grand, I think, 23, 25 grand a year. And so I would help all of these different organizations. I said, are you, and, and I didn't know if it was a good guy or a bad guy that was sending it to me. So I just said, yeah, you know, I've, uh, I've given a lot to different organizations still, but, um, I've cut back quite a bit. Some of these organizations I'm still not supporting. And, uh, it turned out, which is really awesome. is that he was a good guy. He was asking me the question. He goes, cause my, my dad passed away and he gave me these organizations that he wants me to contribute to, um, just criteria. And can you help me come up with organizations to help? And so I wrote him a letter back with 20 different organizations said, he here's some of the people that are doing great work. Um, but I used to be able to be more clear on that. Now you can't because NGOs are used to, to hurt the people. So money laundering, it's just different. It's just different. Yeah. That's it. I feel like we ended this one wrong. We have to cut off pieces of this because we're just talking. Yeah. Well, hey, God bless you guys. And uh, I'm sorry I'm rambling. Rambling thoughts of Joe Oltman. Hey, we lost less viewers than we did when I sang. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm going to eat later. I'm going to go eat dinner too. <laughs> hey, listen, I love you guys. God bless you. Beginning to look a lot like treason Every time we vote Take a look at the Mesa docks Fake ballots in the drop box Election night reporting shows the bloat It's beginning to look a lot like treason Ballots the wrong size but the scariest sight you'll see are the reporters on TV sticking to their lines. Once the votes are counted, it must not be doubted it all went just as they planned. If more votes than voters you shouldn't have noticed, you just don't understand. And George and Klaus can hardly wait to do it all again. It's beginning to look a lot like treason. Every election time Take a look at the ballot mules Playing us all for fools Sure they'll never answer for their crime It's beginning to look a lot like treason 
Soon the count will stop. If the numbers don't look right, they'll just change them in the night with a ballad drop. They don't care if we know it, the networks won't show it, the sheep will think it's all fine. If lawsuits you're planning, they'll kill it on standing and sue you for wasting their time. And Zuckerbucks keep rolling in to keep the clerks in line. It's beginning to look a lot like treason, social escalore. But we will not go away until every trader pays and we're free. Whoa.